Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back. Relax, listen, enjoy as we have a conversation about the mundane, the ordinary. One thing that we try to deliver is a podcast episode where it's less than fascinating, so you can hopefully find your way to sleep. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co host, Nidhi Kana. And we hope that this episode will allow you to listen and sleep. Marco, it's that time of year. It is. Where you make a change from the clothing of the summer right. to the clothing of the winter. And one of the ways that you do that is with your footwear. And we should mention that, you know, uh, not only do we have to change our footwear, but some people like to put footwear on their pets. And this episode is sponsored by... BarkBox. You go to getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project and you'll get one free month. We'll talk about that later. But Nitty, do you have your boots or your pet's boots ready? So my pet hates wearing anything on her feet. We can talk about that a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We won't go so controversial (laughs) so quickly. Uh, I do actually. Uh, I have quite a few pairs now of boots that I am quite fond of because of various clothing swaps that I've been to. Sure. Most predominantly those organized by your wife. Right. And I always get such great boots from there. And then this year I actually bought two pairs of sort of winter-esque boots uh, quite early. Uh, In September there was a sale going on. Oh, wow. And I bought. That's the best time to be. It really is. Um, shopping for boots is end of season or really early. Yeah. Now we should mention that we're recording this episode in Canada, so boots are an important um, aspect to our winter dress. This is true. Uh, so if you're listening from sunny California, Argentina, or Texas, any of those places where we have lovely listeners who listen to us. Just bear with our boot part of this episode. Although, um, all those areas have cowboy boots, so there you go. Sure. I have cowboy boots that I've had for about 20 years now. I never, I've never bought a pair of cowboy really? boots. Really? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. my cowboy boots. I have cowboy boots. I have... So I guess it's different for women, because it's like, okay, you got your heeled boots, you've sure. got your long-heeled boots, your short-heeled ankle boots, you've got different colored boots, 
And you've got winter boots, hiking boots. There's a lot of boots. I guess. And this is just winter? Or is this, <laughs> this is just or winter. some of those all season uh, boots? Uh, those are some, some of those are all season. Like, I would never wear my cowboy boots in the thick of winter. Okay. They're kind of fall and spring-esque. Would you ever wear them in summertime? It depends on how warm it is because cowboy boots can get really, like on a hot day. Because it can be up to like 35 degrees here sometimes, right. right? You can't wear cowboy boots on a day like that. But I think they do in like Texas and stuff in the in the heat of Texas. I find it really uncomfortable. What if you were going, okay, let's say it was August, hot day, and you were going to a hoot nanny. Well, if I was going to a hoot nanny, all bets are off. Okay, so <laughs> you would probably wear your cowboy I, boots. I would feel like I would have to. Okay. What is important to you in a winter boot? Style or warmth? Oh, that's why you can't have more than you have to have more than one boot, Marco. Okay. It's 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 a toss up. It really depends. I usually now I think in my younger days I went more for style. Now okay. I go more for can I walk in these for a longer period of time? And what do you do about the salt? And I mentioned this, I'll I'll clarify that for our listeners who aren't in cold climates. We salt our roads and we salt our sidewalks and whatnot so that the snow and ice will melt. And it will often leave a white salty stain on the shoes that you wear, whether they be boots or shoes. What do you do about your salt stains? So I actually used to... So so I grew up in Montreal, obviously. And over there, there's a lot more salt that you, you have on your boots and a lot more winterizing that needs to take place as compared to Toronto. Sure. So I used to always, after every season, have like the salt stains on my boots that you have to then go and get taken off. And it's a big production. Sure. Uh, but here I find it less so, just also because the, the snow sense tends to... Um, Dissipate melt, more, yeah, yeah, a lot quicker than mm. than I think. Even just in the outskirts of Toronto. How about you, Marco? Like men's boots. Like, what do you look for in a man's boot? For me, it is about um, warmth, mm. durability, and uh, comfort. Because there's nothing worse than having a uncomfortable footwear on, especially in the wintertime. And I like a leather boot and a leather shoe. Oh. I prefer it over... Suede or anything like that? Uh, yeah, suede because I think I'm too rough with my footwear. But for me, especially a winter boot, if it's leather, it I feel like it's more durable. Now, I have my current boots, Nitty, and they need to be resold. And I've resold mm. them so many times that I feel like they're not going to be able to be resold. And I've had these boots for... Over 15 years. Oh, wow. But they, but they were a good leather boot. And because they were a great leather boot, then they lasted so long. They lasted winter after winter. And I resold them, and they were just so great. And I feel like this is the year I'm going to have to get a new pair of boots. So leather boots, though, like, like in the dead of winter... How about like... They're really well lined too. I wish oh, I had them warm? here. To, yeah, they're really warm. Because I have like my warm kind of crazy uh, not like uh, i forgot what it if it was a north face pair or okay. something like that where it's like okay these are serious these boots. are serious boots yeah but they've got like a little bit of like the faux fur on sure. it so they're kind of fashion boots. of course fashion fashion but fierce but warm um but i prefer a leather shoe like really 
I do like really. Yeah. Do you know for snow? No, no. Sorry, a leather shoe for every day. Like, oh, like, like. Okay. okay, let's talk about your everyday shoes. Okay. So, Nitty, what is important to you in an everyday shoe? Like, I'll take. Yeah. I have a pair of leather, um, Cole Haan mm-hmm. shoes, mm-hmm. and they're dress, my dress shoes, and they've. I've had them for quite some time. They cool. look brand. They yeah. look brand new, and yeah. it was. I spent the money, but I love these shoes. Now you can't. Or at least I can't be spending, like, not every pair of shoes that I own is Cole Haan. Yeah. But I'll tell you this much, what I spent on that Cole Haan has paid for itself versus other less expensive shoes that last maybe a season. For sure. I think it's two things. For me, it's like, because I have very weak ankles, I need something that's going to be supportive. Okay. But at the same time, it has to have, like, a cool look to it. Okay. Like, I don't like just boring utilitarian shoes like sure i like statement shoes sure i just can't wear heels anymore in the same way okay so they have to have a very like either thicker heel or be sturdy in some way especially if they're booties or um like i can do wedges things like that as sandals but i'm usually in kind of more sneaker-esque type footwear or flatter or or like kind of like the empire sandals or like the gladiator type oh, sandals oh is that the kind that have like um they're very strappy and kind they of have like, the ankle and is it like you've got kind of like a um, strap that you wrap around your um some of them have leg? that okay yeah yeah that's what i picture when you say gladiator yeah or... it's kind of like okay. that um so i usually wear those kind of i shoes. really don't like shoelaces Oh, Even on runners, I just don't. I, You're a Velcro person. No, I don't have Velcro. It's impossible to find Velcro <laughs> shoes that don't look silly, right? At least after the age of eight, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's kind of like, how? Who taught you how to tie your shoelaces? Oh, that's a great question. I'll tell you this: it was about seven years ago that someone taught me a trick on how to tie your shoelaces so that they don't come undone. Oh, yeah, and it's um. You know when you do the loop, Nitty? So you, you make the loop the rabbit ear loop. And yeah. then you do the loop that goes around the two loops that yeah. kind of cinches them together. Go around one extra time. Um, do, you, do you follow? No. Okay. So tell me who taught you how to loop. And I'm going to grab a shoe and I'm going to okay. show you. Um, it was actually, I believe, my like one of my cousins uh, who taught me how to do it. I have a feeling I was originally taught how to do it in school, um, but I couldn't pick it up, and so like one of my cousins did. Okay, so you it's have, not easy. It's not. It's easy. not like it's, it's not intuitive if you're a kid, no, right? I don't think. I don't think whoever thought of laces didn't really. Also, why are we on the creakiest chairs? I know because these, these are like the antique chairs that we're on. I don't know why. Okay, so Nitty, I'm gonna just do this. Okay. Nitty's gonna describe what I'm doing to everybody. Okay, right? so you're making a knot, right? And then one bunny ear. Oh. That's the second oh. one. Then you pull the second bunny ear through the double loop. And this, Nitty, for a runner, because you're a runner, yeah. right? This will keep it so that it doesn't come undone. So you do it three times. No, I do it twice. I'll do it again for you. So. Okay. I've tie. done the first sort of tie. Yeah. Then I do the bunny ear. Loop. Loop, loop, loop. again. Yeah. And then bring the next bunny ear yeah. through the double loop. Yeah. And then you can oh, see, I think I do the double bunny ear. Hold on. You okay. talk for a second so and I'll get gonna... my shoe now. <laughs> okay, so Nitty's going to get her shoe. I'm sorry we're on the creakiest chairs around. I don't know how old this furniture is, but it's really old and 
and creaky. So I'm glad we decided to record on the creakiest, oldest. So Nitty has her shoe, and we all have just one shoe on now for our listeners, in case you're wondering. And she's that that's gonna bring me to the shoehorn. Oh, I wish I had a shoehorn. I love shoehorns, and my shoehorn bro- shoehorn broke, Nitty, and I haven't been the same since. I can get you a shoehorn. That's what I need. Okay. I need more than anything right now is a shoehorn. Right. Okay, so, so Nitty I'm is gonna think about how I tie my shoe. Okay, so Nitty's going to think about it. In the meantime, I'll tell you she's wearing a pair of gray um, ankle-high boot-like shoes. She's done her first sort of tie together. Oh no, I do do a loop. Yeah, of course you do a loop. You have to do a loop. But you only do one loop, right? Yeah, so that's one loop. So that's the traditional classic tie. One and two. And then bring that one through like you always do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. And so the knot is stronger that way. And uh, it tends to not unravel as much. But did you ever do your shoelaces like this? No, that's the double double bunny ear. And no, because that would not last for me. Do you do them like that? It seems like something very, um, like what a young kid would do. <laughs> not that, listen, I don't judge. If that's the way you do it, that's Basically, great. Basically, that's how a six-year-old No, but is that, how, is that how you tie your shoe? No, okay. I think I do the loop. I don't know why I thought I no, did but the I, but. That's an acceptable tie to what you just did there. So anyways, I, I invite you to try the double. I think I'm going to. Now, can I ask you a question? Sure. And then I want to ask you about shoes that you wear when you run. Okay. But ask me the question. Like, just... when you have laces like this, mm-hmm. every time you put your shoe on, do you tighten the laces? Because I don't. No, it's like, I... I feel like these are now kind of, these bottom laces are St- tight are, 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 are to the... Um, to the molded. To molded like what to I what, I yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I, t- I don't, I don't really don't. Mm. I, I feel like maybe every once in a while I will, right? Just but, uh, I think just slipping it on and, and tying it. Okay. So let me ask you about the shoes you run with. Mm-hmm. A, how long do those shoes last? And B, are they lace-ups? And what do you do to ensure that the laces are tied so that they don't untie while you're running? So A, how long do they last? So... Okay, if you have someone like Jen Vegans who's running, been on our show before, been on our show talking about running, um, I would imagine she gets probably a new pair every year, at least. Oh, I bet even more, even more. At least, yeah. I'm pretty sure she has more than one pair yeah. of running shoes. But um, I I waited two years, and that was too long. But it's also because when I got my running shoes, I wasn't a runner. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so it's only since I started running this past year where it was like, okay, I need to get rid of these shoes and change it. And so in the last uh, 5K that I ran, I ran with new shoes, and it's a game changer. Oh, great. You need to you need to switch those shoes every once in a while. And what do you do for your laces? Because aren't yeah. they long? Aren't um, they long? For, like, do you have to trim them or do you get I special? don't trim them. Okay. Because they're not that long for me. They're, they're, they're adequate. And I find that with those types of laces, like, they don't come out the, Oh, they lot. don't. Like, okay. Because they're not... See how, like, your laces are kind of thin-ish yeah. or thinning? Mm-hmm. They're thicker. Okay. So they don't really... I don't feel like they come out. They didn't, at least. Great. They're also really new, so... Okay. So you didn't have to do the double knot. Did not have to do, but now I'm going to try it. Well, there you go. Something our listeners should try is BarkBox. And we said we were going to talk about it a little bit later. And I know it's a a favorite of yours, Nate. Yes, it is. 
And Tell just, me what it's like in your house when the box arrives. There's a lot of sniffing of the box. <laughs> on your behalf, yeah, behalf yeah, or on... Yeah, there's a lot of me sniffing the Or box. On, on Zena's behalf. Uh, on Zena's behalf. Um, yeah, and then it's really fun to actually just... Because it's just a cardboard box to sure. open it and yeah. let her discover it. Okay. Um, because she's a... She's a a sh- she's got a, a a short muzzle. She's a Boston Terrier. Mm-hmm. Um, like when she sniffs it, like she gets so excited that she starts to like almost sneeze at it because oh, okay. it's like it's like a snort. It's right. so exciting. Um, and it's good. We get like a couple of different types of treats, and mm-hmm. some of them are uh, and they're different sized as well. So I can I can put them in her Kong okay. and then leave her for the day when I'm going to oh that's great to work or something. And do you give her a treat right away, or like what's the first? Does she just grab the toy and that's it? She or? usually grabs the toy. Okay, and then she usually forgets that there's other things in the box, okay. and then it's even more surprising. And so now that we now that I've had like two boxes. Um, my place is pretty much littered with stuffed animals <laughs> from dogs. <laughs> so I'm closest thing to like having a toddler or something. At right. home. It's like there's toys and treats everywhere. But how sweet is that? It's great. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. And especially because she had a little, she had a little surgery oh. this month. And so it was really nice to be able to give her that treat. So you'll have to let us know what becomes her favorite toy. What's the, you know, well now the toys are in competition, Marco. Oh, really? Oh, does yes. she, does she bring a toy to sleep with? Yes, she brings okay. one to sleep with. Do you know which one she, is her preferred, or is that still undecided? Well, I think there's going to be some competition. Oh now. my goodness! Depends on which one she decides to destroy. Okay. Well, there you go. But if <laughs> you, uh, if listeners are in, our listeners are interested in uh, getting BarkBox for your dog or someone else's dog, or a gift of some kind for dog lovers, or I don't know, maybe you just Thank like you. having dog treats around your house. Like, I don't know. Um, you can go to getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project. And if you sign up for a six or 12 month subscription, you will get one month free. And I believe, I don't know, Marco, if it's still online. So hurry to the website to check. I believe for a limited time, you can also get an extra toy for free in oh, each of your boxes. So. so great. Feel free to look at our show notes because it'll be there if you didn't have a chance to write it down. And it's a great gift if you have a dog, dog walker in your life. That's true. Because I'm sure they would love to have extra treats in their pockets that they could give various dogs that they walk. Speaking of walking... Sorry, Nidhi, were you going to say something? I was going to... You know what? You you had a segue, so you go for your okay. segue. Um do you have your favorite pair of walking shoes? Oh, good question. Uh, I just you, threw you, them away. You I just, like to walk. In I the, walk a lot. Yeah. I threw them away because they were um, they 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 were, just, they were all their torn time. Okay. by the end of the um, year. But um, I was going to ask you. Sure. Boots, shoes, or sandals? Which ones do you prefer? Okay, so if all things are equal, yes, all and equal. and you're like, okay, are you more comfortable in boots during boot season? Are you more comfortable in shoes during whatever season you wear shoes, or comfortable in sandals? I would say sandals. I prefer to have just, you know, something very light on my feet, something very open and airy. And uh, once again, I hate laces, so that's that's out of the question. And my feet can get very warm in boots so give me a sandal and i'm a happy man how about yourself Mm. i think boots really yeah i really like my boot collection i feel like sandals i like but i find that um 
like if my if like if my feet are not primed um and ready for sandals I feel not too good in them like I need to have my pedicure game needs to be on in order for sandals to work for me um and shoes I like but I feel my most comfortable in boots I don't know if it's because I wear a lot of tights that I like having long boots with them too and and it just kind of works with my personal kind of style and what I'm comfortable with but what about zippers do you prefer a zipper on a boot or just a slip-on boot? Just a slip. Well, I, usually if I have zippers, they're like kind of decorative zippers on the boot. Okay. Um, I prefer slip-on, I think. What about the make of your shoe or boot? <laughs> That's an important thing. because I just I've just discovered it? this. So um, my wife was complaining that when she was working, because she, she works on concrete, right? And, you know, standing all day, mm-hmm. it really does a number on your feet. So I said, we're going to go to a shoe store that specializes in comfort. Perfect. So we went to this shoe store and I said, we're just going to buy you some comfortable shoes. So we go into the store that specializes in this type of footwear. And I'm like, whatever it is, I want to make sure that she's very comfortable. She's on concrete and mm-hmm. whatnot. And so they showed a pair of shoes, Nitty, and I can't remember the name of them, but they're made in the U.S. And they've been made since the 1920s. And they're hand, not, not handmade, but they're hand, but they're made in the U.S. with fine quality leather. And all the items in it are like well bound and, and stitched and done. And you could see when you held it that it's like, this is a great shoe. And it's very light. Mm. The other thing was it was a very light shoe. And after she wore it for like a week, she's like, it doesn't even feel like if I feel like I'm walking on air. So yeah. So that was one pair. And then she bought, I think a pair from Sweden. Once again, super quality, very expensive, well-made. And you can see the difference And my, my argument is invest in your shoes and they'll treat your feet. Right. I, you know what? Shoes are one thing where it's like, you can't, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can't, you can, you know, I used to Work. One of the first jobs I ever had in retail was at a store called the Hudson's Bay right. Company, the Bay in Canada. And I worked in the men's shoe department as a cashier. Oh. Yep. Back in Montreal. And uh, it was very interesting because men's shoes are significantly more than women's um, in terms of like just everyday shoes. Like, sure. Um, but the quality is amazing like i can understand why men would come in and like spend four hundred dollars on shoes right but the quality of the shoe was completely different yeah. than than oh, like a fifty hundred dollar woman's shoe right? right um so it was really interesting to see that and i had never really thought about it before but yeah like i remember being really um fascinated by the price differential on the on the the shoes the other great thing too Nitty, is if you have a good shoe boot or sandal it's so much easier when you bring it to a cobbler a qualified oh, yeah. cobbler to repair yeah because they're dealing with with good quality good quality and, structures. and it's structure and all that stuff so they're not trying to like you know i don't know what the expression is but they're not trying to really like make a poorly made shoe into a better shoe yeah they're just trying to like repair now do you have a cobbler you go to Nitty? so i have been meaning to go to the cobbler near my home because it's all women 
uh, women cobblers. Oh, this is yeah, great. On Dundas Street I've, West. I've read something on them. Yeah. So I just, I haven't had a chance to go during the times that it's open, but I want to get a pair of shoes that I got back from, leather shoes from Italy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they could fix them. So they just Oh, if they're good resold. quality shoes, that's ideal for a cobbler, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but I want to go there. I'm really excited. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I read about those ladies. I forgot, I forgot the name off the top of my mm-hmm. head. but I go to one. Well, I used to take Rogers Road to go to my parents, and they moved. And now I don't take Rogers Road anymore. And this um, young man has taken over for from his grandfather. Mm. And he's the new cobbler. And um, I, I don't go there anymore. But there's one on the way to work that I see. But I think I want to go back to the apprentice cobbler who is now a cobbler. And, um, yeah, so I think the other great thing about going to a cobbler, um, Nitty, is mm-hmm. that it's so nice to have fashion that isn't disposable. So it's so nice to have shoes that you keep for years rather than a season. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know that Amanda bought some secondhand shoes at, at a local sort of secondhand shop. And she bought really expensive shoes for next to nothing. When she looked up a pair of shoes she bought, they were like $400 shoes, Nitty. She spent $11 for, and they were brand new. And there's some what? name. She, I think she has a Bruno Malia shoe that she bought for 20 bucks, And they were like $250 shoes and very lightly worn. And great quality. So, you know, I also say take a look in, in other stores. If you know your shoe brands, you can really, really get a deal. That said, I need to get new shoes, new boots, and I'm okay for sandals. I have a feeling that the name of the cobbler is Soul Survivor. Oh, cool. Yeah. On Dundas Street West. Amazing. Well, you'll have to let us know how that goes, Nitty. I will. I can't wait to actually um, use their services. <laughs> now, do you have a pair of shoes, Nitty, that you don't wear but that you love and you can't get rid of? Oh, yeah. All my heels. Really? Oh, my gosh. So tell me why you can't get rid of them and what's your absolute favorite shoes that you have in your closet? Uh, I mean, I can't get rid of them because they're all really unique. Like, okay. I have zebra print. I have, like, I have very cool heels right. i just can't wear them properly anymore <laughs> um and at one point in my life i had a job where i was wearing heels quite often oh i see it was in more of a corporate setting and all of that stuff um but i can't i won't get rid of my cowboy boots i've just had them for too long and i think where did you buy them i in california actually in, oh wow okay yeah um yeah, I would say I, I just I can't get rid of shoes. Fair enough. I just can't get rid of shoes Listen. unless they're like poorly made shoes. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Everyone has their favorite. We hope you enjoyed this episode on shoes, boots, sandals, cobblers, you name it, shoelaces. We certainly enjoyed talking about that. As always, we want to thank you for listening. Our sponsor for today's episode was Bark Box. Feel free to go to getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project to get yourself a free month on your order. And please do find us on Instagram at the insomnia project or on Twitter at listen and sleep. We always enjoy reading your reviews. So please feel free to rate us or review us on iTunes. And of 
course, we, as always, are produced by Drumcast Productions and have been recording from Toronto, Canada. Until the next time, bye-bye.